0: In this episode of Locked On Capitals, the Washington Capitals fall in game five to the Florida Panthers by a score of three to five. Let's talk about that next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form So head on over to YouTube and check it out. My name is Dan Holman. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find this show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. Well, this was not the outcome that we were looking for. This was the game that I talked about was a must win. And the Washington Capitals lost a game, a game that they should have won. They were playing very well in the first period, and you know it's one of the situations where they took their eye off the ball, and uh, I think that they just thought that they were going to be able to sail through the rest of this game, and uh, this Florida Panthers team wasn't going to have any pushback. Well, they proved, uh, the Florida Panthers, that they did have a lot of uh, pushback. The Caps blew a three-goal lead, allowed five straight goals, and totally unraveled. In the final half of the game, they trail the series three to two and are one game away from elimination. Game six is on Friday back in Washington. And, uh, you know, like I say, whoever won the game tonight. Uh, Is going to be the one who won the series, and I stand by that statement. Um, I'm not saying that it's impossible for the Capitals to get back in there. If you look back on the 2018 season, they were near elimination against Columbus and Tampa, and then they went into uh, uh, the play the Golden Knights for the Stanley Cup, and uh, they ended up winning it. So. You know, I still think that the odds are stacked pretty high against them. Um, I hope that the Capitals have some pushback uh, when they play at home because otherwise they're going to be setting up tea time. They're not going to be looking at the next round and uh, what how they're going to play. It's going to be curtains for this team, and there's going to be a lot of questions that need to be answered in the offseason. And, uh, you know, I know that the biggest glaring question that everyone's going to bring up is net minding and who are they going to go back to uh, in the next game? You know, and uh, I think that a lot of people are thinking that they should go to VTech Vanacek, and I think that ultimately that's what will be the case, but I don't know if they're going to get the result that they're looking for from VTech. Um, If you followed this team all season, you know that there's been inconsistency in net through the entire season. And, uh, you know, they just keep going back and forth and back and forth from to get a better result in net minding. Um, being that they are on the brink of elimination, I guess I can understand the school of thought if they do decide to go with VTAC Vanacek. But uh, I fear that they're not going to get the result that they're looking for. Um, and it's, you know, all, everything's at stake um, on Friday night. So when they're back in Washington, they're going to have the home fans cheering them on. Hopefully the Capitals have a better pushback. You know, to start this game, it was so promising out there. Ilya Samsonov was dialed in, and they were getting all kinds of great scoring. But, uh, you know, like I say, that is the story of this game, is they took their eye off the ball. Um, you know, the physicality was ratcheted way up up out there as well. Um, and then I think that the Washington Capitals kind of fell for a lot of the traps that the Florida Panthers laid out in front of them. Uh, that physical game, and they got kind of drawn into some stupid penalties out there. And uh, that, that's how you're going to end up losing hockey games. And if they don't get it together, if they don't focus themselves, uh, it's going to be curtains for this team. And then, you know, you're looking at a long offseason and a lot of questions that need to be answered. And, uh, I mean, there are a lot of questions out there. Don't get me wrong. Number one, net-minding situation like we've talked about all season. You know, I think that uh, Ilya Samsonov, for the most part, kept him in the game Um, I know that the wheel kind of started to wobble in the second and third period, but that was not Ilya Samsonov's fault alone. I think that uh, by and large, I think that the Florida Panthers had a bigger will to win, and they did. That's why they won. I mean, I don't think we need to overthink it and think, how did this happen? The Florida Panthers had a bigger pushback than the Capitals had, and uh, I mean, this game... Was for the Washington Capitals taking. They were leading through the first period. And uh, they, like I say, they took their eye off the ball. They need to refocus. Uh, You know, they have a a day here to kind of take a look at the film here and see what they went wrong and what they need to work on. But, uh, you know, they cannot have a performance like that on Friday. You know, we want to push this as far as we can. I think that it'll end up being Capitals and seven. I know what I said that, you know, that this was a deciding game, but. You know, I would sure love to be wrong in this instance and for the Capitals to move on to the second round. But if the Capitals have any chance of doing anything in this postseason, if they want to go to the next round, they're going to have to find a way to to win these games. I mean, if you look at the last game, they were ahead and they ended up blowing it. And then you look at this one. This is what I would call a statement loss from this Capitals team. They cannot allow this thing to happen. This is a team that has a pedigree of winning. There's far more veterans on this team. This is the same nucleus from 2018, this team knows how to win, and they know how to win on the big stage. And uh, it takes someone like Anthony Mantha out there to kind of just throw down and set the record straight. Um, too bad it was a little bit too much, too late. Uh, you almost kind of wish that they, went to ha- they would have had one of those fights earlier uh, in the game. And uh, one of the other things I'm going to say is uh, Tom Wilson's absence is uh, noticeable. Um, You need his uh, goal scoring touch and his physicality out there. And uh, I think that that was one of the biggest things missing from this series so far is Tom Wilson and uh, just the big role that he plays. It would sure be nice to have Tom come back uh, for game six. I don't know if it's possible, but if you take a look at this, the situation out there, like I said in yesterday's podcast, is that if it was a substantial knee injury, uh, generally, those things don't heal overnight. It's not like you put a Band-Aid on a cut. Knee injuries are generally more serious. And, uh, you know, if if he is in fact out, then I don't know why the Capitals wouldn't just say he's out for the season, but he's traveling with the team. So that kind of makes me think that it's not that serious, but I think that a return uh, from Tom Wilson in game uh, number six would be just what the doctor ordered. Now, I can't guarantee that that's going to make them win, but I sure think that they stand a better chance of winning uh, with Tom out on the ice. So that's, that's what to look forward in this next game. You know, I know I said I'm all in on Ilya Samsonov, but I think what they need at this point is a momentum change. I think that they need to to take a look at this team and they need to have someone in different in net. And I know that flies in the face a little bit of what I said before, but this is when all the cards are out there and they must win. You know, they tried with Ilya Samsonov and they didn't get the result that they want. Now's the time to make a change, change for change sake in this case, because, you know, you could just go and do the same lineup. You could have Oshie on the top line and just kind of cut and paste uh, th- these last two games. And what kind of results do you think you're going to get? You know, what do they say? Doing the same thing again and again is the definition of insanity. I think, you know, putting the same lineup out on the ice for this game six would be insanity. So they need to take that lineup. They need to take the line pairings, throw them in a blender, take the D pairings, throw them in a blender, you know, get a little crazy out there. Do what you got to do to win this game. It's game six, lose it and you lose the series and that's it. That's how you have to look at this. I mean, there's no other way to look at it. You can just kind of play a safe game all season. But this is it. This is where the rubber meets the road and the Washington Capitals have got to find a way to win this on Friday. I mean, there's no question about it. That is what is at stake. All right. After the break here, I'm going to talk about the play of the Washington Capitals and how did this happen? I'm going to break down the play for you. But first... Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking athletic greens because I wanted more energy and wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I wanted to see what the hype was about. Now I've been taking it for a little over a month and it doesn't taste like super healthy. It has kind of a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to taking each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. Now, I personally take it because I have young children at home, and I need that boost of energy So what is this stuff? It's lifestyle-friendly whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. It supports better sleep quality and recovers support mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best thing. Athletic Greens uses the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. What's the importance of a multivitamin ton Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin and it's important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. Your subscription comes with one year supply of vitamin D, which is so important. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting the different vitamin supplements you're investing in, and all in one insurance. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen. For your next listen, check out Locked On Now Podcasts, nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so to start this next segment, we're going to talk about the play of the Washington Capitals and, uh, you know, just talk about what went wrong and right. And let's face it, it was more that went wrong in this game so the lines for the Washington Capitals was Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Oshie back on the top line, Johansson, Baxter, Mantha on the second line, Nick Michael, Eller, Shiri, and then the fourth line, Larson, Dowd, and Hathaway. Uh, Samsonov was back in net. And uh, I know that I heard a lot of different things online that they have to go back to Vitek Vanacek because of the previous loss. And I got to say that, uh, you know, those people that thought that was the case, tonight's game didn't help uh, Samsonov's case at all. Uh, Ovechkin started taking a shift with Eller-Shiri, got some line juggling for the Capitals so far. Ovechkin has already taken a shift with Eller-Shiri. Now McMichael Kuznetsov-Oshi. So it, what uh, uh, Peter Laviolette was doing out there, he was just taking those lineups and kind of shuffling up, kind of like how Coach Burnett did for the Florida Panthers. And that's kind of what you have to do. You kind of have to give that Florida Panthers team a lot of different looks uh, because I think that there was a fair amount of planning going on. You know, they kind of, the Capitals were kind of predictable these last couple games. They kind of were going with the same lineup out there. So I think that that was smart for Coach Laviolette to do that, to kind of just take those lineups and shake them up on the go because it kind of breaks up the planning that takes place because let's face it, there's a lot of video watching that goes on when you prep for these games. And uh, when you kind of keep Giving the team, this uh Florida Panthers team the same look game after game, you can kind of start how to anticipate how to play them and how to what to expect next. The caps will get a power play chance with 1343 left in the first period. I'll bet you can was trip. The caps score on the power play. It's one to nothing with 1251 left in the first. Looks like Oshie o- o- got that one. If so, his fourth of the series. And uh, Oshie out there tonight was just playing on fire. And that's what I talked about before is that T.J. Oshie plays with an extremely high hockey IQ. And the Capitals are really lucky to have them out there. And uh, so that's what they did is they kind of just kept giving them different looks. The Panthers get a power play chance with 746 left in the first period. Caps lead one to nothing. Florida has not scored on the power play this series. And you know, that's what I'm saying. This first period, the momentum was definitely in the Capitals' favor. The Panthers score, but it was stuck underneath Samsonov. Whistle might have blown. Panthers are now zero for 15 on the power play of this series, but they have had some really good looks on this la- latest opportunity. End of the first, Capitals one, Panthers zero. Shots on goal 14 to nine, Florida is that a familiar theme that I've talked about is that the Florida Panthers are getting way more shots on net than the Washington Capitals are. And that's what the Capitals have to do. I talked about it in the last podcast and it stands true today is that there is a road for the Capitals to win this series, but they have to follow the script. What do they have to do? They have to keep peppering Bobrovsky with shots from many different angles. That's the book on him. He struggles when you hit him from many different angles and uh, that's just his Achilles heel, and you know everyone has him, and that happens to be his. So that's what they have to do, you know. And that defense, that defense for the Florida Panthers, still a, a bit subpar out there. So I mean, the, the Florida Panthers do not have a ton of weaknesses out there, but they need to exploit the weaknesses that they do have. So Justin Schultz makes it two to nothing. Capitals seventeen forty seven left in the second. Two goals and one twenty six for the Capitals. Getting out of the first period, one to nothing, makes the Capitals look great. Oshie then gets a goal, three to nothing. Capitals, his fifth of the series. Panthers are on the board, three to one, with thirteen left in the second. Verhage scores again for the Panthers. Cap scored a deflection goal, but was offsides. And you can see that as we get into the second period, it gets to be a little bit more aggressive on the part of the Florida Panthers. They seem to be a little bit more engaged. And uh, you know, the advantage was theirs. They kind of smelled blood in the water. This Capitals team, you know, the wheel was really starting to wobble a little bit, and they took advantage of it. Cap scored a deflection goal, but it was offsides, so they couldn't catch a breakout there either tonight. 10-14 left in the second. Panthers cut it to three to two. Hornquist on a breakaway. Capitals lead three to nothing, just three thirty-eight into the period. Game was tied 11 minutes and th- uh, three seconds later. Now the Capitals go to the penalty kill. They've unraveled here. And uh, there. this was a time for Peter, La- La- Peter Laviolette to take a break and uh, call a time out and kind of just refocus his troops out there because, you know, there were so many opportunities in this game that they could have turned it around and uh, they didn't, you know. And when it comes to Friday, they don't have those opportunities to try to undo all these wrongs that are done out there. Because I think to a certain extent, the Capitals are going to get a bit psyched out uh, in game six because they understand what is at stake. If they lose, that's it. So, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. There's different things that Capitals could have done tonight to assure a win. uh, But they didn't do those things. And, uh, you know, that's why they're kind of up against a wall right now. Panthers cut it to 3 to 2, Hornquist on a breakaway, Capitals led 3 to nothing just 3:38 into the period. Game was tied 11 minutes and uh, 3 seconds later. Now the Capitals go on the penalty kill, 4:45 left in the period. End of second, Capitals 3, Panthers 3. And you know, I didn't wasn't able to watch this game live the whole thing. I was, you know, catching some of it on Twitter, I was watching some of it on my phone. I had to work tonight. And, uh, you know, I I was just watching these little bit of snippets. And, you know, for the the first period, I watched it and I thought to myself, you know, this Capitals team is playing really great. It seems like they can just kind of slide in and win this game. And then the momentum would be in the Capitals' favor as they go back home. But I don't know what happened. I just I think that, you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, the Florida Panthers team was more hungry. And uh, that's why you get the outcome that you had. 4.45 4:45 left in the second. End of the second. Capitals three, Panthers three. Shots on goal, thirty to twenty. Florida. Yeah, again, they were finding a way to get more shots on net. The Capitals were not dialed in. Panthers take a four to three lead with 16:56 left to go. Caps have just one shot on net in the first eleven minutes of this period. <sighs> this is what I'm talking about. And you know, I know that you know, I'm not playing on the ice, and it's easy to be kind of this armchair quarterback out there. But that's what they have to do. That is the book on the Florida Panthers. They need to break that code. Kuznetsov thought the Caps scored to tie the game, but the puck stayed out. Capitals down 824 left to go and try to tie the game. Panthers score it 5-3. Final Panthers 5, Capitals 3. The Caps blew a three-goal lead, allowed five straight goals, and totally unraveled in the first half of the game. They trailed the series 3-2. to and are one game away from elimination and how did we get to this point um i, I you know there's certain things that you know that i talked about in that game breakdown there they were not getting enough shots on net that's the biggest thing and uh, pretty much the only thing and that they kind of got called in and they got they fell for the florida panthers traps of you know that physical game that they brought um, you know, and the, the Capitals did not have an answer for that and they need to have an answer for that if they want to continue uh, to play because, you know, everything is at stake and uh, the Capitals, you know, they don't have a lot of time to figure it out um, or it's going to be curtains for this team for this year. All right. After the break, I'm going to talk about the game Friday. What do they have to do? Who should start a net? But first, our partners at Bet Online can be, continue to be the number one source for all your sports betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NLF futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, eSports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Online where the game starts all right in this final segment we are going to talk about the capitals and the net minding and who should be a net i kind of alluded to that earlier in the show but i think that ultimately what they need to do um, is they need to go with Vitek vanacek uh, because you know like i say these last two games They did not get the performance that they needed, and I do not want to put this on Ilya Samsonov's shoulders. I really don't, but a lot of times, you know, like when they pull a goalie in a game, just because they're losing, they do it for a momentum change, and I think that ultimately that's what the Capitals have to do on Friday. Um, I think that if they go with Samsonov and they go with those same line pairings out there, I think that is going to spell disaster for this Capitals team, and I think that's going to spell the end of their season. So that's what they have to do. They have to go in with VTech Vanacek. You know, I've kind of talked about all season that they didn't do enough in net. You know, I've banged that drum all season for Zach Fukali or even Hunter Shepard for that matter. But the Capitals went all in on VTech Vanacek and Ilya Samsonov. And those chickens came home to roost in this playoff series. Uh, You kind of saw the weaknesses out there. You saw the problems with Vitek Vanacek and Ilya Samsonov. And the questions that need to be answered is, why didn't Brian McClellan do something, anything? When I talked with J.J. Regan last month, he said, you know, the Capitals could have picked up a veteran out there and hoped that he would have caught fire. The Capitals did nothing. They picked up Johan Larson and Marcus Johansson. Marcus Johansson seems like that was a pretty solid pickup. But I think one of the big glaring deficiencies... Was net minding, and it's something that all the beat writers and I talked about in my previous podcast all season. And when I started this podcast, is the issues in net, and they were very apparent. You know, when Henrik Lundqvist got injured, they went. It was Ilya Samsonov in question mark, so they tried to put Vitek Vanacek in there. Vitek Vanacek, who was an unproven commodity, and who many said was going to be a starter in the AHL Hershey Bears at best was thrust into action, and Vitek Vanacek played very well, took him to the playoffs, had that fluke injury, and that was it for them. So the Washington Capitals knew the problem that they had. They knew that they had the most inexperienced tandem in the NHL. They did nothing to fix it, and here we are in the playoffs. You know, they finally made it to the playoffs. We hear all the time about this window that's closing in win-now mode. Is it really win-now mode when you go into the playoffs and, you, you know, you play a whole season with an unproven commodity in net? The youngest tandem, an unproven tandem in net. So what do we have here? We have another year peeled off for Alex Ovechkin and Nick Baxter and TJ Oshie and John Carlson in this nucleus. You know, this win-now mode, this, new, uh, this uh, window that's closing is closing, uh, you know, faster and faster every year. And they wasted a year by going into a season with a net-minding tandem that they knew was going to fail. And guess what? Surprise, surprise, it did fail. And, uh, you know, I'd love to be proved wrong for the Capitals to move on to the next round, but they are staring straight in the face of elimination. And what happens if they get eliminated? There's going to be a lot of questions that need to be answered. I think you're going to see some players move on, you know. Like I talked about with Andrew Gillis, there were certain, you know, promises made to to Alex Ovechkin that he could play on a winning team. So I don't see, you know, a total teardown, but I do see some changes that are going to be made. Most notably, in net, either Ilya Samsonov or Vitek Vanacek will be gone next season. I would be most surprised. If they go with both of them next year, I will you know, feel like banging your head against the wall. If you see the starting lineup for next season and they're like, yeah, we're just we're going to go with it again and see what happens. I really don't think that's going to be the case. And uh, this was something that was apparent even before the start of the season, and they did nothing to address it. But there will be changes uh, if they lose on Friday. It's not going to be immediate changes, but you will see a different Capitals team next year. And uh, there might be some familiar faces on the team that won't be there, and it's going to be disappointing. But, uh, you know, that's all about change. I mean, if you take a look at the Washington Nationals, they had to go through some major changes. You know, the Max Scherzer and Trey Turner and uh, uh, all kinds of different players on the Nationals left. It was pretty much an unrecognizable team. And to be honest with you, it's a pretty unrecognizable team this year. They made some, you know, so that trade wasn't totally bad either. They got Josiah Gray. And Keybert Ruiz, hopefully the Capitals don't have to go through something like that. Some huge tear it down to the studs rebuild. Because if you take a look at the Washington Nationals, for example, they have one of the lowest attendance uh games out there. You know, the Twins are another one out there. There are some t- teams, the Pirates, that don't have a really great turnout. I don't think that a lot of the Washington Capitals fans would have the stomach for a total rebuild if you saw like a John Carlson or a TJ Oshie get parted with. So that's what I'm saying is that, you know, they're going to have to do it selectively, but I don't think that you're going to see, you know, a good chunk of those players come back. I could see Lars Eller leaving. I think that Schultz will be gone. One of the netminders will be gone. So, you know, hopefully they can turn around. That would change everything if they could make a deep push into the playoffs or even win a Stanley Cup. But that's what they're staring at straight in the face. So what do the Washington Capitals have to do on Friday? Like I said, to to wrap up this podcast, they got to pepper them with shots. They have to give Vitek Vanacek another shot out there. They have to do it. Despite what I said in the previous podcast, it's staring them in the face. It's winner takes all right now. So you have to shake it up. I'd shake up that lineup a little bit and shake it up throughout the game You know, because that's what the Florida Panthers are doing. They're looking at the Washington Capitals and saying, you want to know something? This is what they're going to do. This is going to be their lineup. And that's what it is. And you know, the biggest thing that could you know really stem the tide and change the momentum is a return of Tom Wilson. So if Tom Wilson is in playing shape, I really think that, you know, if there's even a chance that he can even play marginally, even if he can play at 75%, I would take Tom Wilson at 75% than most any other player out there. You know, the rubber meets the road. Game number six, Friday night, winner takes all. Let's hope that the Capitals can pull off a win. All right, once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL, from first-round matchups to each Stanley Cup. Score, Locked On NHL, covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from our local experts every Monday through Friday It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'll talk to you tomorrow.